Hello, everybody. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast uh, thus far. This episode, at the beginning of it, I do do a uh, a lengthy rant about the whole Breonna Taylor situation. Um, I understand this is not what everybody is here for, so I'm going to put in the description the exact timestamp when the the episode about Big Brother will start. If you want to listen to the Breonna Taylor rant, go ahead. Uh, if not, you can just skip to the timestamp that I have listed below to listen to my thoughts on Big Brother. Hello and welcome to XM Cinema. This is your host, Xavier Mustafa, and today we are going to be covering the Big Brother Veto episode that aired on September 23rd, 2020. And before we get into it, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me. And then go ahead and follow me on XM Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram, especially on Twitter, where I live tweet uh, mostly all of the episodes weekly, right before I record the podcast. So, join me there in the live tweets. So, I will say, honestly, I mean, I did pay close attention to the episode, but it was kind of hard to, and I know this is not what this podcast is about, but I have to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, today, apparently, the three officers involved in the Breonna Taylor shooting uh, all got off, um, as far as at least her death is concerned, and the only charges that are being brought up, apparently, is going to be one of the gentlemen who uh, fired a bullet that went through the wall to the neighbor's house. There's a charge for that. So... Let's break this down for a minute. You mean to tell me you shoot a innocent woman that will sleep in, well, I don't know if they're in a bed or on the couch or whatever, but that will sleep eight times. A innocent woman and an innocent man, because he got shot too, but I, but he lived. And no charges get brought up against them. However, you're going to charge them for a bullet that went through a wall into the neighbor's house? Are you kidding me right now? And make no mistake, this is not a black or white thing. This is not a black or white thing to me. This is a human thing. I don't care what color you are. If you are at your home relaxing, when you are at home, you should feel the safest that you've ever felt in your life because you are at home. And it bothers me to no end that I, and yes, I'm a black man, and yes, I don't feel safe in my own home. The people that are sworn to protect me could bust up in my house any minute on some BS and shoot me and get off. But I'm not just saying that, but it's happened because I'm black, because it can happen to anybody. 
It has happened to anybody. Talk about police brutality. Yeah, it happens to black people all the time. Yeah, it happens to white people too. It happens to Indian people. Happens to Indian people. Happens to everybody. Now, granted, it seems to be happening more frequently to black men than anybody, but it still happens to everybody. It's not just a black problem. It's a problem, period. The people in power are abusing that power, and it's bullshit. That's the only cuss word I'm gonna say on this. I'm, I'm gonna try to try to keep it. I don't want this to be be one of those podcasts where you feel like kids can't listen to, but it's BS. How they made, from what I hear, they made a diagram of these people' house so they can practice how to rate it, and had the wrong house. No one is being held responsible for doing their due diligence on this to make sure that they have the right drug house. You break into these people's house while they are asleep. You open fire, maybe a retaliation from them opening fire, but you have to believe if somebody breaks into someone's house, they have a right to defend themselves. So even if her boyfriend did fire a shot, there was no reason for them to return fire like that. Okay, but let's say they did return fire. Okay, all right. You know what? I don't even want to get into the technicalities of this because it doesn't matter. She's not going to get any justice. This poor young lady who lost her life because the police officers did not do their due diligence and they are not being held accountable for it. So, yeah, that is bull. That is bull. But I am going to step off this this uh, high horse because that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Big Brother. So let's talk about Big Brother. Justice for Breonna Taylor. I'm, I'm going to shout that from the mountaintops. Justice for anybody who gets taken advantage of by the people that are sworn to protect them. You are a piece of crap if you ever abuse your power and an outcome like this happens. But anyway, back to the Power of Veto episode of Big Brother today. Um... Will we get another dumpster fire in the Big Brother house? Actually, I'll be honest, this episode wasn't too much of a dumpster fire. I thought it was going to be going into it, uh, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, Memphis talks about his master plan to evict and back backdoor and evict David. David says that he gets picked to play in the veto. He is fighting for it, which makes sense. Because if you're in the veto, you always should be fighting for it. Because otherwise, you could possibly end up going on the block. Even if you get it and hold it, it makes more sense to play for it than don't. Davon isn't surprised that she's on the block. 
Kevin says that he's a block specialist, and if anybody wants help with being on the block, he's your guy. <laughs> I thought that was very funny, Kevin. Memphis understands his plan. If his plan blows back in his face, making good with Kevin is in his best interest. So he kind of tells Kevin the plan. Well, I, he didn't tell him the full plan, but he's kind of like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, you're not my target really this week. You know, I want you to stay. Cody is happy to see Kevin and Davon on the block. Let me let me tell you why, because I didn't explain this. Memphis purposely avoided everybody in the house until it was time to make his nominations because he did not want anybody to know his plans. His thought process was, if he tells somebody to plan, they are going to run and tell other people. But I guess that's smart, but I don't really think that's necessary during the noms. I think that's more of a, after they're nominated, the power of veto plan should be hush-hush. But we know Memphis likes to power trip when he's on top, so we'll let the man power trip. Kevin thought it would be him and David up on the block. Davon sus- uh, suspects that David and Memphis is either working together or Memphis is planning on backdooring David. Kevin confesses he never thought he would find a friend like Davon in his game, and also that he gets to play with her, so they get this whole big moment and tears and everything. Then it's time to pick players for the veto competition. Memphis picks Tyler. Davon picks Nicole after selecting house guest choice. Kevin gets house guest choice as well, and he picks Danny. So, two things happened with this, which I was very pleased happened because of these picks. So, first, it tells David, these two people, they're not messing with him no more. Which is fine, because the way they treated David was crap anyway. So, that's fine. I'm totally okay with that. But what they didn't realize is that that put a target on Danny and Nicole, because people are wondering, especially Tyler, why would you pick them two? Why didn't you pick David? Out of everybody else, why you pick these two? So Tyler is starting to think, huh, maybe Davon and Tyler have a side deal with Nicole and Danny. <laughs> so I'm loving it right now. I'm loving it right now. So, Kevin and Devon picking Danny and Nicole tells David that they aren't working with him. What they don't count on was Tyler realizing that Danny and Nicole have a side deal with Kevin and Devon. I know I said it already, but I'm just kind of going through my notes. Memphis tells everyone except Kevin and Devon to throw the comp so he can win and backdoor David. Then Memphis goes and tells Kevin and Devon about the David plan. Devon doesn't buy it. Tyler doesn't like the idea when he finds out because Kevin and Davon are a duo and David is on the island by himself and can be pulled in as a number. Tyler tells Cody about the plan and Cody isn't happy because Cody thinks he's an idiot to not get Davon or Kevin out this week. Cody tells Tyler to play for the veto. Then we come back and our favorite robot is back, Zingbot. Zingbot comes in and does his thing. Uh, Danny gets it the worst uh, when he tells Danny, last time you were here, uh, he said you looked old and something. And he said, now that you're back, you just look old. 
I was like, dang, you can't tell a woman she looks old. Danny does kind of look like she she looks like a young old lady. It's kind of weird, but I think it's just kind of the way she carries herself. She kind of carries herself like she's an old lady, but she does kind of look young in the face. But under certain lighting, she does kind of look old. So I get it. Um, and then he went and zinged everybody else till he got to Nicole. And basically what he did with Nicole is he did the little wedding tune and basically said that that she was boring and that her voice sucked. So she was in the DR and she's like, he would actually say my voice, my voice isn't like this. And I was like, Nicole, come on. Yes, it is. 100% accurate. And then Nicole says in the DR, or not in the DR, while she's playing the veto uh, competition, while she was in the DR, doing commentary on her in the, thing so anyway I, I got that all jacked up which in her diary confession while she was playing the veto she said that she felt guilty about what happened last week with the votes come on now nicole do you really feel guilty because if you really feel guilty why don't you own up to it no oh yeah because you just want to have david take the heat right and make david just be out there by himself yeah because that's what you really want to do nicole yeah you liar you liar. So basically what the veto comp was is they had a maze set up in the backyard and they had to go in there and they had to find these three different tigers and return them to their proper cages. So the cages had something that kind of told you what the tiger looks like because each one of them was different and then they had to put them back in their cages and come back out and press the button in the least amount of time. Kevin got a time of 5 minutes and 33 seconds. Memphis got a time of 3.29. Danny got a time of 3.41. Nicole with a time of 4.22. Devon with a time of 6.53. But the winner with the time of 2.52 was Tyler. So Tyler's our new POV winter, winner, and he admits that he has some explaining to do with Memphis. Kevin is not sure if Tyler would use the veto or not, and Devon says, let's see what the week holds. Memphis questioned Tyler about what he's doing. Tyler says, "You did, he was like, you didn't include me in the plan before nominations. Why would you want to go after David? David is by himself. You have a duel here. And I think they're working with Danny and Nicole. And Memphis is like, hmm, I really want to get David out. But that was really weird that they picked him for the veto competition and not David. Mm, but I still want David out, but mm, maybe I need to come after these chicks first because they might be playing a game, a, a little side game here that doesn't include me. So that's basically what happens. Um, I have here that Tyler defects the heat onto Danny and Nicole. Why were they picked for the veto, he asks. It makes Memphis question everything. I think the sleeping Tyler has awakened. Um, yeah, I think this is a lot of gameplay that I saw a lot from last season that is just starting to come into play right now. So uh, I'm, I'm actually happy to see it. So then we have the veto meeting. Uh, Kevin says what he says, which really wasn't important. Davon gets up and she basically says, since Christmas was used by several people in the house to put up Bailey, and then she points at Memphis... Cody, I believe it was. Was it Danny Nicole? 
No, it wasn't Danny Nicole. I think it was Enzo. I think it was all the guys, to be honest, except Dave. No, I think Dave was part of it too, maybe. I don't know, but she actually points out people. And she said, I knew they would come after me anyway, so I know you're not going to use the power of veto, so don't use it. Tyler decides not to use the power of veto, and the episode ends with Devon saying there was never a backdoor plan for David. Christmas says that Devon really thinks she knows what she's doing, what's going on in the house, and that she's letting her blocker power expire. David says that, David, I meant to say Kevin, I put David. David said that he would rise, by David I mean Kevin, he will rise like a phoenix, and Devon says it's time to fight. This is basically the end of the episode. So tomorrow, we're going to actually see who's going to go home. It actually looks like it's probably going to be Davon. I don't see any reason to keep Davon uh, unless... Now, granted, this is not spoilers. This is speculation because I have not really been paying attention uh, to the feeds this week. But the only way I see Davon staying is maybe if she can somehow pull in David. Say she pulls in David. Let's say she pulls on Danny and Nicole. Because I think there were talk last week about starting a girls' alliance or something. So that would be two votes for Dania or uh, for Devon. If they get David, I highly doubt that one, though. Enzo's not going to flip. He'll probably go after Devon versus Kevin. Yeah, I don't see. uh, Yeah, I don't see any way Devon gets the numbers. So I think she definitely goes home. Then next week, uh, I think next week has to start. I don't know. No, it wouldn't be next week because they would have announced it already. If No, they would announce it tomorrow. So tomorrow they probably will announce that next week is a double, double eviction. And I think that's when this game is really going to turn. We need somebody on the other side of the house. To, to win something. Please. Please. I need David. I need you to pull out something. I need Kevin to pull out something next week. Even if. I just want a week with like a Cody and an Enzo on the block. I need one of those those big guys to go home. However, it scares me because I still think Nicole is going to weasel her way through. It's so late in the game that I think a, a Nicole and a Danny have a really, really strong place of weaseling their way into the final two. Not together. Definitely don't see them going together. But at least one of them being able to squeeze their way in. So this is going to be an uh, interesting couple of weeks. So that concludes my, uh, my Brianna Taylor rant. And my coverage of the Power of Veto episode of Big Brother. So, uh, yeah. Follow me on my social medias at XM Cinema on Facebook and on uh, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then also hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And until we talk again, make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>